I know that he made me with this determined personality and now I want to steward it in his way, mm -hmm. not the world's way, then it just helps me move in faith better. Not easier, but better. Welcome back to the You Can Sit With Us podcast. I'm Brittany. And I'm Bridget. Special guest today. A very special guest sitting at our table today. Yes. It's our very own best friend, Lizzie McGuire. <laughs> <laughs> we are so excited to have her here with us. Um, she's like, I love the the depiction that she's literally sitting at our table with yeah. us. Um, so it's super exciting. Um, we got some gems for y'all. This is like super candid. Uh, we're just literally speaking from the heart and from yeah. the from the Holy Spirit. So um, we pray that you guys enjoy because this is raw for y'all. <laughs> yeah. So. With that being said, we just want to preface this episode and what to expect just a little bit. It's going to be slightly different vibe than we usually do. We're right. going to be, we really don't have notes today. Uh, we're just speaking from experience and what yeah. God has shown us yeah. and revelations that he's given us that have come from personal experiences that we can all relate the same underlying theme, but right. in different circumstances. Right. And um, to be honest, like life has just been crazy. So to on say the least. our end, we just wanted to do something that was a little bit less work, a little bit more raw and right. real because we want to incorporate, like, that's what we're about, right? Like right. candid conversations. We do think there's value in having points and references and stuff, but you know, sometimes we just, we just want to come together, talk to one another, yeah. but we want to invite y'all with us. So mm -hmm. this is that night yeah. and we, we pray that you guys, protection. yeah, we pray that you guys en enjoy uh, this new groove mm -hmm. give us your feedback with that said please make sure to like subscribe yes. share do it smash all smash that bell notification yes get your get notified whenever you, uh we post a new video it's every, every wednesday, wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> so please don't forget if you haven't already um and if you have shared it with anyone else please remind them as well um it helps us help you so we a team mm -hmm. okay <laughs> amen it costs you nothing also. So right. Thank you. Takes we appreciate all of your support. And honestly, all of you guys giving us, like texting us, yeah. sending us DMs, we appreciate that so much because it, it really encourages us. Absolutely. Because trust me, like it gets rough. And sometimes we can feel like, oh, like this, like is it even reaching people and right. stuff? So that means so much. Um, if this podcast does touch you, we ask that whatever platform you're listening on, that you would leave a rating and review, yeah. and it really helps us and reach more people, essentially. Yes. Um. Yeah. So yeah. with that being said, Liz, would you have the honors of first going first and telling us what your favorite thing of the week is? Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, my favorite thing of the week is... um. Drain the Oceans. It's on National Geographic. And it's awesome. It, <laughs> literally, they have this software that drains the ocean. So you learn about a lot of history. I've watched episodes that were about D-Day, um, the last slave ship that they couldn't find. The archaeologists were, like, desperate to find to figure out the story. Mm -hmm. I watched some on New York. And so, yeah, it's a bomb.com. So is it, like, a physical thing that they put in the ocean that drains it? Or is it, like... They look at a video on the computer or something and like do it virtually, like or digitally. It's a, it's a digital like software thing that they have. Oh, okay, so okay. They're able to on the computer they send like satellite, kind of like satellite and camera down, and then they scan the the ship or whatever finding, 
and then the the software that they have they're able to drain the water and you can see like the ship um in the and you can see the ship digitally and then they're able to reconstruct it in the in the software so you can see what the boat actually looked wow. like and it goes back to like it shows footage from like whatever time period yeah. so it's really cool if you like history that's so crazy what technology can do I nowadays know. bro like insane yeah crazy. and it's only gonna get even more like upgraded and improved yeah. so like that much more information that we don't know now we will know so like we're gonna have like something on a watch where we could scan you and like see your i know right and stuff like your bones <laughs> like the things we saw back in the future we've seen it now and we will see it then <laughs> back in the future yeah the movie <laughs> back to the future <laughs> Don't judge me. Don't judge me. Okay, what's your favorite thing of the week? So my favorite thing of the week is actually a concept that I learned. Mm, okay, I, I like this. I think I'm like listening. oh wait, I was gonna. Oh shoot, I don't remember when I learned this, but I learned this maybe like a couple days ago or whatever. And it's the like week, no daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly yes. concept. Mm-hmm. And I'm using it right now for my home to tidy it up because I don't know something about. Tending to my home really fills me up. And when I don't get to do that, um, it does something to me. And so, like, a lot of times throughout the day, like, there'll be dishes, there'll be, um, you know, dusting that needs to be done, design a third or whatever. And sometimes I just feel so overwhelmed that I don't get to do it in that one day. So that concept of um, daily, month, daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly... It helps me out like crazy because daily I know I have a task that I get to complete. Yeah. So therefore, when I need to do something weekly, the daily task made the weekly easier. And then because I'm doing something weekly, it makes the monthly task easier because I've already taken care of it little by little. And it's smaller goals that actually are tangible, that are actually not tangible, that are actually like um, achievable to do. But vice versa as well as you're saying that, like I looked at it the opposite way that having something that you're like, okay, this only needs to be done monthly. You're not wasting time doing it weekly when right. it doesn't need to be done weekly. Right, exactly. So it good. really just, like, it relieves so much, like, mental overthinking. Yeah. Exactly, mm-hmm. it's mental space. So, like, on, on the daily, no matter how much I want to make an excuse, I'm like, oh, and then I listen to another podcast. I'll link it here below. It's The podcast is called Joy Filled. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's mainly for mamas, but I don't know. It really, it, it helps me out like crazy. And she says hey, if it takes sorry. more... Get down. If she... <gasps> Did she pee on the nugget? No, she shouldn't have. Was she just scratching it? So yeah, she like... That's already. expensive. Yeah, this is getting recorded. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Sage um. the dog. Sagey paws. Over here scraping on the nugget. For Speaking of mamas, if you know, you know. <laughs> that is expensive. It's a, like a little like futon like play couch that can be d- assembled a bunch of ways. And it's not cheap. That's funny. And yeah. That's anyway, sorry. Continue. Um, Joy filled podcast. Yes. Yeah, so I, like, um, it's really t- it's really tailored to mamas, but I just get fed by it really like like a lot. And um, she says that if it takes five minutes, just do it. <laughs> so <laughs> Thanks, um, <laughs> so like like putting away clothes or putting putting clothes in the laundry, mm-hmm. um, washing your dishes or even loading the dishwasher, yes. unloading the dishwasher. X Y Z. X Y Z. Etc. Etc. Don't judge me. Um, <laughs> But, no, but um, I love that. Y'all know yeah. I'm such a huge, yeah. huge advocate. Like, as someone who is high capacity or wants to be more higher yeah. capacity, you have to have systems in place. 
Yeah. So that's a system. Yeah. Like you won't be able to do everything else. Systems are created because everything has a system. Either you have a disorganized system that's not intentional or you have an organized system that's intentional that works for you. Yeah. So I love that so much. Yeah. I um, love it. What's your favorite thing, Brett? My favorite thing of the week. I could finally grab it and take a sip. <laughs> I-, <laughs> I need to go to sleep. I'm sorry, guys. Is that? <laughs> it's my Stanley dupe. Hold on. So, if you know, you know, the Stanley Cup, the internet's most viral cup, like, ever. $70? Mm, yeah, I was... I'm the type, like, I would spend that much money on you would. something like mm-hmm. that. I would. We but noticed. I was like, let me try and be a little bit more um wise. Cost efficient. Yeah. So, obviously, what I always do when I'm trying to look for a dupe is go on Amazon. Mm. So, I looked at Stanley Cup dupe, and I had, like, just to share my shopping process with you guys, I am a comparison shopper, and this is why, like, you got to be about that life. If you, like, want, like, good stuff, I have to compare everything. So, I had, like, four in my cart, and I was, like, comparing, like, the different functions, the different pricing, the different materials, different colors. And I went with this one because, one, it was the most affordable, and it was, like, super sleek and minimal, and I prefer that. Mm. Um, and it looks a little bit more like the Stanley Cup than some of them. I'm not crazy about the top. I wish it was, like, um, all white or whatever, but I love it. It's 40 ounces. It gets the job done. Keeps my uh, drinks nice and cool and cold. Like, I was in a restaurant today for, like, two hours, and I left this in the car, and my water was still cold. Get out! Uh-huh. And today was hot in Florida. Yeah, it was hot. It was, like, 90 degrees. Yeah. Um, highly recommend. I think, don't quote me, but I think this one was, like, 19 or $20. So, a fraction of the price of the Stanley Cup. And I am a water girl. I drink so much water, but I drink a lot of water bottles. So, I'm also cutting down on plastic. I don't oh, really care good. about that. No offense. <laughs> She's an eco-friendly girl. Yes. Um, but not that I don't care, but like I don't care enough to not drink water bottles anymore. Because mm. it's just easy and convenient and it just be like that. But this is going to change the game for me. And it's easy to carry. It fits in your cup holder. Um, so we will link this below. And this will probably be my podcast cup from now on. <laughs> I'm still finding mine. This is not even my mug, but it is for this. I'm a guest. <laughs> <laughs> so... So what are we talking about today, ladies? So we are going to be talking about, I don't even know how to like sum it up, but essentially like identity mm-hmm. and not from the angle of what is our identity, but like who are you when you lose everything that you found your identity in, that you identified yourself with, things that you found pride in. Who are you when those things get stripped away or when you leave those things and you are now venturing out into unknown territory? Mm-hmm. Oof. You got a lot to unpack. Mm-hmm. So um, I love that because a lot of times we get wrapped up on, I guess, on, on like our, our goals. Yeah. And like when we try to achieve certain goals, then like in the process of it, like we start to kind of like find things that that will identify as like, oh, okay, like I have a goal of graduating college or something. So then that means I have to get um, uh, 4.0 average. Yeah. So then I have to, then the little things that come with that. And then you maybe start to identify yourself as like, I have to be a smart, because uh, a, uh, a good student or wise, because if not, then I won't reach that goal. And then if I don't reach that goal, then what, you know? Yeah. Um, or that's just like a small example of it. Um, or if... Sometimes, like if you're in a in a in a place where you are just 
not contending. You know that there needs to be some kind of change, but you're scared. You're scared to to make that change because you have found so much either comfort or like identity in your current circumstance. And it's like, I can't do that. I can't possibly change my circumstance now because this is who I am. Yeah. And that's not true. That's There's always room for growth. Mm-hmm. And it may look different for everybody. Well, it does look different for everybody. So, um, and all of us have gone through many, many different changes that has definitely um, did a lot of character building. For sure. And, you know, kind of mm-hmm. like, what's the word? I don't know how, like, the word I'm looking for, but, like, yeah, definitely a lot of character building, but all glory to God. Like, because now... Um, looking back at some of those things, we can just be like, wow, like, thank you, Lord, for giving us the confidence, the strength to take that leap of faith towards that change, towards that, like, humbleness to maybe, like, maybe this isn't who I am, um, anymore, um, and really depending on him to give us that confidence and strength to move yeah. forward um, to see that change. Because now we can look back and be like, wow, like, I'm just really grateful for him. Yeah. You know? Yeah, because when you step into unknown territory, like, a new place, whether that be just a new season in your life where things look different or, like, geographically, like, you literally move. Yeah. Um, but you're in some sort of place where things that you literally identify yourself with are no longer there you're forced to really dive in and and deep dive and discover who are you really yeah like who are you without you know the culture that you grew up in who are you without the grades who are you without that job title who are you without the family member who are you without the the clothes who are you without the money the status like those are really hard questions um and it's hard because when we have good things or when we're working towards things in a good way, like mm-hmm. we're doing succeeding and stuff, that's not necessarily bad. Right. But losing our identity in it is where the challenge or the problem, you know, stems from. So right. we're going to give you the honor first, Liz, if you want to share, like, what has been your personal experience with that, like stepping into the unknown and how has that molded you and your identity? This feels weird. <laughs> um. So to answer the question, I would say it's um it's a couple of a lot of things, but I would really um focus on like moving out of New York. So I moved to Florida last year. I think we all relate to that. (laughs) Yeah, I'm a born and raised New Yorker. So Mm -hmm. just because I live in Florida, don't make me no Floridian. (laughs) (laughs) You're basically a Floridian now. Mm -hmm. Well. They, y'all need to learn how to drive. No offense. Um, <laughs> no so, comment. yes, when I moved to Florida last year in May, the day I was leaving, um, I wanted to unpack my car mm-hmm. and stay. Mm-hmm. Like Literally. I was like, um, I don't think I want to go. And my mom had helped. My mom and dad helped me pack my car the night before because I came to Florida two months earlier than my family, and. I was gonna I was coming to like set up the house and you know get everything ready, find a job, start a new a, a new life. But the day came and I woke up and I was like, "Ma, you can help me. I can stay. Like you can help me unpack." But it had more to do with me being separated from my family mm-hmm. because I'm very family oriented, so I've never not been with my family. Um but due to like a lot of losses and um just 
my sister moving to Texas and my other sister moving out. Bridget going to the army. Um, my other best friend moving to Maryland. You went to Japan. So it was like I had gotten accustomed to like different changes and that led to certain growth. But this was like literally, okay, I'm moving from a place where I was born and raised. I yeah, know yeah. like the back of my hand, like... Mm-hmm. So the day I was leaving, I wanted to unpack my car and stay. Mm-hmm. But I knew in my heart that I had to go because I just felt it on my heart that God kept telling me, like, it's time for you to go. Yeah. And I wasn't going to come to Florida. I was so against Florida because y'all flat. I don't know if... Because <laughs> y'all be talking about let's go hiking. There ain't no hills or mountains <laughs> in this state. So y'all going for a walk. And That's real so <laughs> when I was coming here, I was... I was like, I don't, like, there's no hiking. Like, how am I going to, what am I going to do? I love hiking. I love nature. So I was going to go to Colorado. I went to see, I went to see um, in an apartment with a mutual friend of ours. Mm-hmm. And it didn't work out. I wasn't financially stable to move. <laughs> and, um, sorry, I'm laughing at Dave. I know, I was, <laughs> are you okay? <laughs> Tired? She was your cup. Oh, the, oh. Ew! <laughs> Yo, I'm, mm, this little girl. They say the, um, their mouth is the cleanest, so you're good. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I was supposed to go to Colorado. I had went to look at an apartment. It didn't work out. But I was still against Florida. Like, I was like, I'm not going to Florida. It doesn't have mountains. There's no hiking trails. Like, no. And I'm over and, here trying to convince her, trying to talk her into it <laughs> and stuff to support her. But she's very stubborn. <laughs> and so it came down to it. It was after I had um, gotten like even closer to God where a lot of people, a lot of my, like a few of my friends who are still in New York, two of my best friends are still in New York. They asked me like what made me come to Florida and even mm-hmm. like people that have known that I've been wanting to go to Colorado and I always say God because I'm like, I wouldn't have come here on my own. Yeah, it wasn't a desire for me to move to Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was literally like God placed a piece in my heart to come here. Mm-hmm. And when I came here, it was hard because I missed my family. I, ha- I was in a house that echoed and I had to get used to the noise. The first week I was here, I slept with the lights on mm-hmm. because I was scared. Like I was used to like a three, a four story house, not one level where... My window is on the ground. Yeah. And so when Wait, I came... before you continue, I really want to park on the fact that the day before you moved, you wanted to just throw in the towel and, like, kind of go back on it. Because that's mm-hmm. something I feel like that we all experience. And there's so much to learn from that. So let's dive into that a little quick. A little quick what? <laughs> a little <laughs> let's bit. Let's dive into that a little bit. So... Yeah, like, I feel like I experienced, well, not I feel like, I definitely experienced that same exact thing right before I moved to Japan. Like, literally the night before, I was (laughs) literally thinking of every opportunity and option to cancel it. And like, oh, I could just stay at my job, they'll still want me, like, I just call it quits, like, oh, I'll just take the L with the money for the flight, and like... All this stuff. And I remember like crying as I was packing everything up and my mom came in and she was like, and I was really surprised because my mom didn't want me to go. Mm. But that's how I know it was God. And that's a whole nother story I'll get into when we, you know, later in the episode. But 
she was like, no, you're not, like, you made this decision, like, at least give it a try. Like, go through it with it. And I'm so grateful that she did yeah, that. Because, awesome. oh my gosh, I can't imagine if I wouldn't have done that. If I would have let fear stop me. Oh my. I yeah. would have, not that God wouldn't have still brought me far in life or blessed me, but, like, I know for a fact that, like, that was such a pivotal and necessary move I had to make. Yeah. And... I don't know. I'd rather like make a move and learn that it wasn't wise and get rerouted than let fear stop me, you know? Amen. That's so, so good. Do you want to dive into that a little bit? Like how you felt in that moment and like what 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 made you want to still go through with it? Mm-hmm. Um God. Amen. Honestly, that's that's just the answer because I there's still things that I miss about New York. Like mm-hmm. I, I want, I miss the museums. I miss hiking. Like I miss going to the Kona store to get a freaking I bagel. Know. I know, and the bagels like, in New York is like no other. I've been having I bagel with pizzas, bro. It's like no other. I miss like the, 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 <laughs> like the Spanish food, the like oof, the Chinese food. Oh no, man, no, no. the no, Chinese no. food is elite. I don't like Chinese food, <laughs> but yeah, just like going up the blocks of the bodega, and yeah. now it's like. Okay, I got to drive somewhere <laughs> mm-hmm. to get something. Mm-hmm. But um, I would just say God because it was honestly like, I remember sitting in my room and taking videos of my room and I'm like, I've spent 28 years in this in this home. Like, what the heck? I'm leaving a place that I was born and raised in that. Yeah. I'm like... So, this is all I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But my mom was the one who also told me. Mm-hmm. She was like, the day I was leaving, I was like, I woke up. I'm like, Ma, I could stay. And it's like, it, I think it was just the fact that the house held so many memories. Like, yeah. so many loved ones who passed on. Like, my, my puppy who passed on. Like, just so many happy memories, sad memories. Like, um, high school memories with, with Bridget and Imani and just... Mm-hmm. So many memories yeah. was held was held in that house, and yeah. I was like, I can look at a corner and see mm-hmm. like an old event happening, but I was like, those memories are live in my heart. Like mm-hmm. I can take them with me, and so when I woke up, my mom was like, "You're gonna go. The car's packed. Like enjoy." Because I spent the week with my other best friend in Maryland before I came to Florida, and she was like, "Just go spend time with Imani." And that was another thing that was hard because I'm like, I'm leaving my godchildren. Like, I'm leaving my best friend. Like, and she had just had my goddaughter. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I like, how am I going to have a relationship with her? And mm-hmm. like, so it was hard. Like, it was a lot of what ifs. But yeah. I'm like, I'm not going to, like, I can't, like, you told me, like, com- comfortability is like a balloon in a box. Like, it can only grow. Mm-hmm to be so much in a box until the box needs to be open for the balloon to continue to grow. Mm -hmm. And so when I came, um, it was a lot. Like, Bridget did the drive with me. It was a fun drive. Like, it was very smooth. But coming here, like, finding a... Luckily, I found a job in, like, two weeks. But finding a job, settling in, like, becoming part of Journey, it was all new. But the amount of, like... That's a church, by the way. Yeah. (laughs) The amount of growth that I experienced and the amount of, like, 
changes in my relationship with God that I've experienced from May till now yeah. have been so beautiful. And I'm yeah. like, if I wouldn't have experienced that in New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not the same way. That reminds no. me, you guys mentioned like your biggest change um, and how your mom's was encouraging. My mom too. It's like when I, my biggest change, uh, well, one of my biggest change was leave, uh, leaving to the military a month after high school. And my mom, not once did she ever like try to convince me, don't go to the army. Mm-hmm. Like what? Like you're, you know what you're doing, right? Like she... She not once the whole yeah. time she was very supportive, and even the day of um, that I shipped out sounds weird. I'm not cargo, <laughs> <laughs> but that's out. military. Um, yeah, ver- uh, verbo- verb, verb, lingo. Verb, verb, verb. She malfunctioned real quick. Sorry, it's late. Forgive me. <laughs> Anyways, um, what you call it? Uh, she was still very, very encouraging. She mm-hmm. not once did she say like, "Are you sure?" She didn't. Yeah. Um, the time I actually, the time I actually felt like, what did I do? Like, am I doing the right? Like, is this when is they were like, "Drop down and give me 40. No, yeah, it was actually then. It wasn't like it wasn't like right before mm-hmm. like the 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 day. It was literally me in it. So you didn't, you don't feel like you really had like crazy anxiety beforehand? Not before. You were it just was, ready to go. Yeah, I was ready. I was ready. I was like, I mean, I was ready to go know? too, and then it came. Like this is me with anything though. Like the day of, I'm like, can I just back usually? Out? Yeah, <laughs> usually. I, I can totally agree, mm-hmm. but like at least for that, I don't know. It, I was very like, yes, let's do it. So with that being said, how do you feel like going into the military, leaving New York, especially at such a young age? Right. How did that require you to learn who you are and like question your identity? Um, I would say because it was a huge culture shock. Yeah, in many Oof. ways. Oof. In yeah. many ways, like, because New York in itself, That'll like, do when it you, to you, yeah, like, when you live in New York, like, you feel like it's, it's, um, the epicenter of the world, yeah, bro. Like, oh nobody, my gosh, I have never met yeah. <laughs> a culture more ethnocentric, if that's the right word, than New Yorkers. Yeah. So, like, going down to the south, and I went to the dirty down south, like, I went to Georgia. 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 By the way, Ginny and Georgia. Ooh. Let's not get on. Let's not go there. (laughs) (laughs) But um, so it was a big culture shock. That was for one. So like things that was normal for me was not normal for them. They say ma'am and sir. We don't do that in New York. Now I do. You know what's crazy with that? For me, when I moved away, I I felt disrespected when people call me ma'am. Yeah. But for them, it's literally like a term of respect and endearment. And that's just crazy. That shows you like the difference in cultures within the same country. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. And I faced a lot of things down south that I did not face when I was in New York. And you would think I would face those things in New York, like like um, hatred and jealousy and and starting rumors and just like, yeah, like I didn't I didn't really face that that much in New York. Um, And I had to deal with that here. So then that kind of like uprooted like um, uh, a uh, stronger personality like okay like I see that I'm getting kind of like judged this way how do I kind of like protect my heart mm-hmm. um but I was never the type to like want to hurt somebody not I mean there were those times I have been petty in the past but <laughs> um but I was like it was it was a learning curve for me like okay how do I confront this how do I do this but yeah. the biggest thing that I really feel leaving New York 
going into the military, because the military in itself, just no matter where you go, it's a big culture shock. It's a big mm. change because you're literally stripped away from your freedom and everything that you found comfort in. <laughs> and yeah. um, it showed me a part of my personality that I didn't know existed. So like... Once I got into basic training, like I said before, I'm like, what did I just do? <laughs> but I was like, I'm here and I'm 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 here and I'm gonna make it. Like I'm determined to make it. They could be yelling in my face, telling me to do things that I've never done physically or anything like that. But I'm like, I'm here. And I've always remembered my why. And throughout boot camp is when I like really learned about myself, like how determined. God made me. Like if I set my mind on something, then I want to I want to complete it, you know? Like it made me I guess yeah. it showed me like I guess work ethic too mm -hmm. um that I didn't really know prior to that. And so mind you, granted um sometimes <laughs> that determined personality of course like uh sin was in there and idolatry was in there, so it wasn't until I new Christ that I'm now like more mindful of, okay, Lord, like I know you made my personality this way. I want to be able to steward it yeah. in, in righteousness. I want to be able to steward it your way, not the way that I thought, um, I needed to, I needed to, to be, be. And so with that being said, I feel like, like with my determined personality, it, it helps me kind of be sensitive to the Lord's nudge the Lord's voice because if he if I get a confirmation from him um or even if I don't just moving in faith I feel like it, it yeah. does something to my faith because it's like I know who my God is right, right. and I and I know that he made me with this personality so because of my I'm determined I'm just gonna put one foot in front of the other if you gave me a confirmation even better I'm just I'm gonna want to see it to fruition yeah um but even even if I don't get a clear confirmation from him, because I know who he is and because now um, I know that he made me with this determined personality and now I want to steward it in his way, mm -hmm. not the world's way, then I'm just, so it just helps me move in faith. I don't want to, I'm better, not mm -hmm. easier, but better, um, more confidently. Yeah. Um, you know, some days are better than others. Some days, of course, I have doubts and stuff like that, but... I will say that's the biggest thing that I have noticed um, from moving away. I feel like that's so here. cool because, like, that's something the Lord has been showing me a lot in this since I've been back in America. It's been a year and a half now. Yeah. Uh, like, that full circle moment. Right. I feel like that's what I got from yours. Like, you, you were basically a kid. Yeah, I was 18. And then, so you left. So... At that age, you're already, no matter what you do after high school, you're already kind of like learning who you are as an individual, yeah. as an adult. Ooh. You're in the real world. You're either going to college, whatever it is. And you you saw a strength in you that was literally strength yeah. <laughs> that you didn't know before, that mm. you didn't have to experience before. So that's right. a beautiful thing. But you also, at some point, that strength only got you so far until yep. you were weakened down by life. And you came to the end of yourself and you encountered the Lord Absolutely. and his saving grace, which completely changed your heart, your mind, your life, everything. And so you had to kind of start a whole new journey yeah. once you came to Christ of learning again who you really are. Mm -hmm. And I feel like as Christians, we come to Christ and then we kind of go through this phase of like drastic, <laughs> like thinking everything is a sin, thinking everything is evil, everything is demonic, everything is the enemy. Um, 
and we almost like forsake ourselves and like forsake our personality because we're like, oh no, like I have to conform. I have to be this way because out of our love for the Lord, but in a way that is not actually what he would want. I always say this, that he like, he changes our character, not our personality. He created us with a personality. And as a parent, I'm sure all your parents can understand this. Your child is literally born with their personality. I'm like, it develops and grows with time. But I tell you, Sage, as soon as she came out the womb, bro, like within the first two weeks, I could already see traits of her personality that I'm still seeing. Yeah. So that just proves like I didn't I didn't do that to her. You yeah. know, I'm sure like obviously genetics yeah. plays a part, but God determines where we're born, the family we're born into, all these things. So the fact that like we get to Yes, learn our new identity in Christ, but also that goes hand in hand with his purpose for us specifically. Right. Like right. he is a God of details and he designed us all so intricately. And like, I think that's so cool. And that's something he's been showing me because I, for a few years, went down that road of like, who am I? Everything I loved before led me to not to God. It yeah. led me to heartbreak. It yeah. led me to just l- destruction, like to put it simply. Um, so I was like, oh no, the, these things are bad. But the thing is they're not inherently bad yeah, if yeah. they're stewarded well yeah. and if God is still at the throne of your heart. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just, I love that. Yeah. I think for me, going into that, like I had such an identity crisis when mm-hmm. I, honestly, like every time I left or went into a new place or whatever, anytime like a new season of life comes along or I have a new role or responsibility or at a different level or whatever, it always makes me relearn who I am and the parts of me that I identified with that I probably shouldn't have really been finding my identity in, they have to go. And it's kind of like difficult to let them go sometimes, but it's also freeing because it brings you back to where your identity really is rooted in, and that's in Christ. Mm -hmm. So the first one was when I went away to college. I was, like, the only one, really, of my friend group that went away to college. That was weird for me because, like, I didn't even think that would be possible for me. Even though I always thought I would go away to college, like, it just felt like I didn't belong. Everyone around, like, they had their parents come visit, and their friends would always come visit, and, like, their dorm rooms were decked out, and, like, I grew up pretty, like, financially struggling, let's put it simply, <laughs> and I just felt very out of place, and I think for me, this goes into also my, the thing I really want to talk about is when I went to Japan, because I always felt like a misfit, like, yeah. bro, since I was born, <laughs> literally, like, I grew up in the hood, poor Richmond, not the hood hood, but, um... In kindergarten and pre-K and kindergarten, I went to the school that was right there, which was very diverse. Mm. Um, but then my mom wanted me to go to a different school that was better. So we lied about my address. We used my cousin's address, and I went to a predominantly white school from first grade to fourth grade. And it was weird because I'm half white and half Puerto Rican, and I literally never felt like I fit in anywhere. Like, I didn't fit in with the white kids. I was too hood or too... 
Puerto Rican for them, but I wasn't Puerto Rican enough or Spanish enough for the Puerto Ricans or the hood kids. I was too white for them. Or I was too smart for the cool kids, but I was too cool for the smart kids because I was always in honor classes as well. So, like, I never fit in. In high school, I was literally in marching band and I was chair captain. Like, it was like I've always been, like, a paradox. And that always made me feel super alone. Yeah. But at the same time, it also made me find extra pride in being so different, which when I was younger, really drove me and motivated me. But as I got older and the closer I got to the Lord, it made me question, um, like, I just realized that that was rooted in pride. And I didn't like that. Yeah. Because I found my identity in what I did and my accomplishments and all that type of stuff. And it just, it just didn't breed anything really good and life-giving. It kind of gave me like a, oh, like, you wouldn't even understand type of vibe because I needed that in order to survive. Mm. Um, so when I moved to Japan, I was 20... 24? 25. 24. Mm. You were 24. It was 2018. Yes, correct. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, because mm-hmm. 25... Right after your 24th birthday, remember? Yeah. I left like two days later. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I was 24. I... Went away to college straight from high school for three years, came back to New York City for three years, and then I moved to Japan, and I was there for three years. So, like, three-year increments. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I went there, oh, my goodness, mm. did I have the craziest identity crisis. Mm. Like, from the way I talked. Because when you're around people from different places, yes. you naturally pick up their nuances and their accents and yeah. their, like, slang and lingo. Yeah. And I found myself, like, oh, like, for the first time ever, like, second-guessing what I was saying. Yeah. Or, like, pick, saying something that I don't normally say. And I'm like, oh, wait, like, <laughs> I actually prided myself on the way I talked. Like, I didn't realize how much I identified myself with my outward expressions. Yeah. And that was crazy to me. And then also, for the first time in my life, I was looked at as, like, straight up, like, the white girl. Like, mm-hmm. and that was weird to me because people always, like, in New York, it's m- so common to be half Puerto Rican, half white. Yeah. Like, it's a very common mix. And... That made me question, because at the time, too, like, this is when, like, Black Lives Matter, not the movement, but, like, when there really just started being more consciousness about that. And um, there was just a lot of racial, like, um, tensions. Mm. And so it was just a weird time for me being in a foreign country, which was one culture shock, being in Japan, and then in a military community, which I was never a part of or around, which was a whole nother culture shock. Yeah. And learning who I am, where people look at me as the white girl. So I had to learn how to embrace my white side in a time when being white was horrible. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, it was weird. And it was always something I didn't embrace because growing up, I always identified way more with my Puerto Rican side because majority of my family is, like, New Yorkian. So... Mm-hmm. That was very weird to me, and but I had to realize that like neglecting a part of who I am is not healthy, right. and it doesn't matter what other people think or say. Like I am who I am. God created me this way, exactly. and it's taken me a very long time to really embrace that. Um, yeah, and then I just had to like rediscover who I was from everyday living and just values and. It was very uncomfortable. Of like, course. very uncomfortable. I think when you, when a piece of your identity gets exposed, that like, oh, you're identifying yourself with this, but this ain't it. Like, mm-hmm. this is not who you are. Mm-hmm. Who are you without this? Mm-hmm. It's so uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Like, you almost want to be like, oof, no. Like, that's why you see people talk about it all the time. People who are like 50, 60 years old, so stuck in their ways because they didn't want, they weren't 
comfortable enough with getting uncomfortable. Yeah. And letting that go. No, yeah, you know? that's good. That reminds me of like with my my part of the determination like because I was so determined I was self-sufficient it really affected my relationships because I'm like what can you do for me mm-hmm. that I can't do for myself <laughs> yeah and man was that not good at all mm-hmm. <laughs> and it took time it took time for the Lord to sanctify me through that because uh the way I approach things is a lot more humble but yeah, yeah I used to I used to pride myself in being so determined and self-sufficient mm-hmm. but mine is, is a little different yes share well it's a little different where um, I learned that being, um, I don't know how to put it into words, but that it is okay to be not emotionally okay. But for me, I would isolate myself. And so I would push my my best friends away. Mm-hmm. And I would literally I just try to deal with it, like deal with what I was going through myself. So... Mm-hmm. All, like, the the losses of my loved ones, like, especially Mm -hmm. my grandma and um, my Theo, when they passed away, I, when my grandma passed away, it was, it was, like, devastating for me. Yeah. But I isolated myself, but then I kind of came back a little bit to my best friends, but I was not the same person that I was. I was literally just existing in a mm. world where mm. I was like, how do I live without yeah. this, without her in my life now? Yeah. Like, how do I how do I take, put one foot in front of the other? Mm-hmm. And then when I started to get like kind of like back into a groove, my Theo passed away and it like knocked me back. Yeah, and it was I was already in like the fifth year, like right. That was yeah, like, yeah. That I was, was like in the fifth year of like a really bad like dark depression. And so that, I think, um, it pushed me, like, back. And I isolated myself for a month, like, over a month. And I didn't speak to Bridget. I didn't speak to my other best friend. I didn't speak to nobody, but I stayed with my family. Mm-hmm. And my mom was like, you have to reach out to your friends. Like, this is not normal. And I was like, no, I'm fine. Like, they don't understand what I'm going through. Like, I, I cannot be next to them because how can they understand what I'm feeling? And so I confided in my strength and like basically of a, I got I got this attitude. This is how I'm gonna do this because this is what's healthy for me. But it wasn't healthy. It was mm-hmm. like it just kept bringing me to a dark space, a dark place all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But to me, like being vulnerable was weak. And so I'm learning now that. It's okay to be vulnerable, but I still have my time where I'm like, uh, where I want to like isolate myself and try to be my own strength where it's like my strength comes from the Lord. So yeah, I can't right. do Amen. it on my own. And I need the community that he has placed in my life in order to get to like the next, to, to put, to get to the next day, basically. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's, that was mine because, Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's amazing. The biggest thing that um, I feel like you found identity in being like an introvert and more like to mm-hmm. yourself. And it was very uncomfortable for you to be vulnerable, period. Uh, but being vulnerable with anyone that couldn't relate to your particular pain. Mm-hmm. And I feel like because mm-hmm. you're you're yeah. you're growing more in Christ, you're growing more in your relationship and in your faith in in the Lord and because he's providing you the type of community that is so loving and we would just we just want to be there for you and and encourage you and lift you up. Um he is helping mold your heart to be more Christ-like of course, but like to show you that 
it's okay. Like vulnerability is weak to the to the world, what the world says. But mm-hmm. to him, um, he wants that because his power is made strong in your weakness. Mm-hmm. So you can really depend on him um, and his blessings to to like fill be the a better, gap, yeah, of. like fill yeah. in the gap to grow to grow more. And yeah. little by little, though it doesn't look pretty, it doesn't feel pretty. Um, you are growing so much in that. And then you're kind of like, you kind of like canceling a little bit like uh, the identity or the idea of just being such an introvert mm-hmm. because you're allowing yourself to be more open to others than just your family. But, you know, with good discernment, with good judgment, mm-hmm. um, be vulnerable with the with the many, but no, be transparent with the many and only vulnerable with the few. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, just seeing your growth, just being here and, and being able to witness it, um, I love seeing how God is really working in you through all of that. I think it's amazing and beautiful. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the moral of the story here is that if you want to go somewhere you've never been. You gotta be somebody. If you wanna (laughs) go somewhere. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. I don't even know what that song is. From from Sister Sister Act. Act. Uh, Never seen it. (gasps) What? Nope. Look at that second. second one. <laughs> We're gonna keep a tally. Uh, Castaway and, and Sister, Act. Sister Act. I never like so really good. sat down and watched it. Like I don't like musicals. I am not it's a musical. Not, it's musical. It's kind the of. bomb.com. No, it's they really good. A lot, we'll watch they? it together. Sorry for the. All right. Anyways, yeah. um, if you want to be somebody. if you want to go somewhere you've never been, mm-hmm. if you want to go somewhere you've never been, you have to do things you've never done, Ooh. and. That's going to come with the fact that you're going to have to relearn, unlearn who you thought you were and relearn who you are now in this season. We're constantly evolving in a sense Mm -hmm. of every season of your life requires new parts of you to grow stronger and other parts to die off. And when you when you're walking with the Lord, it's like a constant refining, like the process of sanctification is lifelong. That is a lifelong process of being refined. When gold goes under the refining process, it goes under the fire, it melts out all the impurities. The impurities come to the surface and then they're, you know, taken away and now Mm -hmm. it's made pure. Mm -hmm. That's literally what happens in us, in our souls, in our mind, will, emotions, our bodies, Mm -hmm. in our spirits by the power of the Holy Spirit, right? And I just think that's so cool that... We get to, like, learn new versions of ourselves, you know? Mm -hmm. And we don't have to stay stuck in, oh, no, I just do this. Like, it can even trickle down to the small day-to-day things. Like, for example, um, what was it? Water. You know what? I typically, I am a room temp girly. Yeah. I'm a room temp girly. But every now and then, like, a season will come. I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to lock myself in as someone who only likes room temperature water. Mm -hmm. And this is a silly example, but in the little day-to-day things, you can see, like, what your mindset is about stuff. So I'm like, okay, you know what? Let me try cold water today. Is it really that bad? And I'm like, hey, actually, has... It has its place, mm-hmm. like, when it's hot outside or I'm feeling hot. Like, mm-hmm. so now it's like, you know what? I like both. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> you don't lock yourself into, oh, I am just this way and this is who I am always going to be. Oh, no, like, that's not it. I don't like that type of thing. Like, that type of mentality, even, like, in the little things, it, it doesn't seem that serious. But when it trickles to the bigger things, it's very dangerous mm-hmm. because then you're not going to grow. You're not going to... 
it's going to seem impossible to to really like rise up to what the Lord is calling to calling you to next. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's so good. We have a little a little one trying to make an appearance. I don't know if you can see her, but it's Probably my little not. doggy. But if you can't see her, well, now you know she was trying to make an appearance. <laughs> so, with that being said, this this whole episode isn't fully about identity, but it kind of was. It was more of a candid convo, and we'll probably do a more like um, structured one yeah. on identity. Yeah, probably many because they're good. So I just want to read really quick some of our identities in Christ. We can each grab a few and read them real fast, and the scripture behind them to leave you guys with some. Daily bread. Um, I can go first. And before we do that, these this box is like the card box from the Daily Grace Co. We'll link it down. It says the truth will set you free. And it holds, I have like a bunch of different verse cards and conversation cards and dividers. And these are the verses um, for our identity in Christ card. They also deck. got another box too. I have the other box. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so... Um, this one is, I am set apart. Leviticus 20, 26. You are to be holy to me because I, the Lord, am holy. And I have set you apart from the nations to be mine. Amen. This one is, I am a co-heir. I don't know how to co-heir. say it. Co-heir. Co-heir. Uh, Romans 8, 16, 17. The Spirit himself testifies together with our spirit that we are God's children. And if children also errors, errors of God and co-errors with Christ. If indeed we suffer with him so that we may also be glorified with him. This one is I am chosen. This is like my favorite. Um, Ephesians 1, 4. For he chose us in him before the foundation of the world to be holy and blameless in love before him. Amen. I love that. You was? Mine is, I am adopted. Romans 8.15, you did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear. Instead, you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. I am free. Galatians 5.1, for freedom, Christ set us free. Stand firm then and don't submit again to a yoke of slavery. Where the mm. spirit of the Lord is there is freedom. <laughs> I am reconciled. Romans 5.10, For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, then how much more, having been reconciled, will we be saved by his life? Amen. Mm -hmm. I am forgiven. Psalm 103, verse 12 says, As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. And I am righteous. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 21. He made the one who did not know sin, Jesus, to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. And these are just a few of the Bible verses that tell us what our identity is in Christ. There's so many more. And it's important that we are not finding our identity in the things of this world, in the roles, the titles we carry. In comparison. Anything. The good, the the lies of the the enemy. Yeah. Yeah. And that we always, always take those thoughts captive Mm -hmm. and submit them to the word of Christ. Amen. Because this is the truth. If he said it, it is so. so. Mm -hmm. Preach, preach, huh? So, Liz, tell everyone where they can find you and connect with you. Okay. Um, You can find me on Instagram. I have two, but my personal is for my personal. <laughs> um, so you can follow me at Elizabeth Malave Photography. 
It's M A L A V, like Victor E. We'll put it in well, the, yeah, um, we'll the description. Below. Photography. Um, it's not Malay from Malave. <laughs> so yes, Elizabeth Malave Photography, and then um, yeah, you could follow me on there, and I also have a Facebook with the same name. Um, you could, yeah, I'm not giving my personal, but yeah. <laughs> You can follow me on those, and my website is also on my Instagram page. And, and she does maternity, families, adventure, engagement shoots, boho style. So if you're into that kind of stuff, she's located in Central Florida, Orlando. Well, she lives in Poinciana, but yeah, <laughs> Central Florida, Florida area. Mm-hmm. Hit her mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. Um, you she's done couples. plenty. Like honestly, I feel like we've shot together and like, brands. Oh, sorry. And brands, yeah. My bad. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, she shot my brand, like, probably over 100 times, I would say, at this point. Or yeah. About, yeah. I have so. a bunch of photo shoots from Brittany that are, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I was distracted by Dave. <laughs> I have a bunch of photo shoots of Brittany that date back to, like, college days. So, yeah. a variety of changes mm-hmm. in the photo shoots. Well, thank you guys so much for listening today. We hope that you enjoyed this type of conversation. Let us know. Be honest with us if you didn't like it, if it was all over the place, or if you did like it, if it was cool. Um, We are really here for you guys. Um, So let us know in the comments. And um, with that being said, let's pray. Lord, thank you for just allowing us to gather tonight, for filling us with, um, with the wisdom to speak through to fill us with the wisdom that you used to speak through to us to to your daughters and sons who are listening to this podcast lord i pray that whoever has listened to this will remain strong in their faith and if they aren't that they will continue to just lean into you more and just um turn to you god in their hardest times that they know that their identity lies in you because they are your son or their daughter and their identity does not lie does not lie in the world or in any of the things that you have um, placed within them but the gifts that you have placed within them come from you God so I thank you Lord for just gathering us tonight for allowing us to share our stories and to just be vulnerable and be open with whoever is listening and I pray that I pray that you will continue to just lead